So in this next lesson, we're going to be looking at actually strategies for the physical science section of the MCAT. And that's going to include physics and its chemistry as well. So the first thing is just a very general overview. First thing is going to be timing, then general strategies, and finally, what I think may be the best strategy for you for this section. And so the first thing is just going to be timing. It's going to be very similar from what we saw before, but pretty much, in my opinion, a lot of people have a little bit more trouble with physics than chemistry. And so it's okay that we kind of vary the timing a little bit for when we're actually taking these practice problems. And so for a five-question passage, 7.5 minutes, six questions, 8.5 and seven questions, 9.5 for physics. And for chemistry, it's just gonna be exactly the opposite, right? Freestanding questions is gonna be roughly 30 seconds for each one, and I think that should be just fine. And what I wanna say about this timing, since it is a little bit different, right? We, we see that physics has a little bit extra time. It's gonna highly depend on what you're good at, right? If you're better at physics, we'll obviously kind of flip this timing around. So the next thing we're gonna be talking about is actually general strategies for the physical science section of the MCAT. And so the first one being is focusing on understanding images or graphs. And we saw this before in biology section, and we talked about how important it was that we understand these images, graphs, figures, and if we can understand them very well, then we pretty much can guarantee a fairly good score on the actual exam. And that's not necessarily the case for physical science, right? It's very important that we understand all these images and all these graphs, but just because we do understand them doesn't necessarily translate to a very good score, simply because there's a lot of other things that factor into, you know, once you see a graph, right, it's very important to be able to look at a single graph without reading the passage and already know what the question is going to ask. What are the questions going to be asked? You know, there's different type of passages. Uh, that, that you'll be presented with, right? You should be able to just predict things simply from the, the pictures, right? So it's very, very important. The next thing, I think this is the one thing that you really have to get together in case you, you have issues in this is that just practicing simple math. The reason why is you don't want the reason why you don't get a good score simply because you made silly mistakes in math, right? You knew how to do everything, but you made the final error of not being able to multiply something or not being able to find the sine or cosine or knowing what square root three or square root two is because those are very common things that will show up, but they won't necessarily give you, I mean, they don't give you a calculator, so you won't be able to actually punch it into a calculator. A lot of it is just being able to estimate very well, right? So what I would say is never keep anything longer than, um, one digit after the decimal place. For example, if your number is 16.169, right, just do 16.2. Even just 16 is going to be fine to estimate, right, because when you're going to be having to multiply different things, divide different things, it's going to be quite difficult to keep all of that in track and you need to save time. Generally, the answers that they'll give you, the answer choices that they'll give you aren't going to be so close together that you have to have very small significant figures or, or very large significant figures after right so just kind of be able to round because it's going to save you a lot of time and generally it's actually going to make you more accurate simply because the more you involve it the, the harder you make a question the more likely you're going to make a mistake so pay attention to units because in my opinion being able to just look at a unit and being able to convert it into something else or know how to especially for these variables of the equations right you know what the units are going to be. If you know what the units are going to be, then you can kind of manipulate these equations, even if you've never seen them before, simply by the units, right? So units are extremely important and definitely know, you know, that what's 10 to the 3, 10 to the 6, 10 to the 9, and as well as the, the, the reverse direction. Some of the more popular strategies or mistakes that I see, and we, we have talked about this in the past for some of the other 
subjects as well, is only answering a subset of the passage. And we talked about this in verbal especially, uh, but a lot of people, because physics, physical science section, a lot of people don't finish that as well. Right? It's probably one of the most popular subjects that people don't finish. They just run out of time because there's a lot of math that's involved and people tend to take a little bit longer on math. And there's nothing wrong with that, but as one of the strategies that people give is just focus, make sure the, the questions that you do answers, you get them all right. And it's okay if you skip an entire passage. In my opinion, that's still very bad advice simply because you know skipping the entire passage will never be good. You know, you're going to miss a lot of questions. You don't want to leave anything up to chance. Next thing is focusing too much on a single question that you need to get every single one right. Right? I think that that is where people tend to mess up the most. They, they spend too much time on a single question and they just waste valuable time. So I guess the next thing is math errors and slow mental math. Right, So this is something that's going to be difficult. It's going to be something that's difficult for people to, I guess, overcome. I guess I would say, especially if you're early in your exam, practice math. I know it sounds maybe elementary, but practice some of the more basic math problems just so that you can kind of I guess ensure that you can answer some of these questions very quickly and, and never use a calculator. While you're studying, a lot of people I, I saw do this is that they just figured, well, it's taking me too long to do mental math by myself or to do it by scratch paper. Let me just get out of the calculator. It's easy enough. I could probably do it on the real exam. Well, chances are if you're taking out during a calculator, you probably will be fairly slow on the actual exam. So never take those shortcuts because you want to simulate the actual practice test or the practice problems exactly like you would on the real exam. It's the final thing, we mentioned this before, having a poor understanding or use of the variables. And I just want to mention that because it is very important. Variables and understanding these equations extremely important. So in conclusion, find a strategy that works for you. In week through four, this is really when you're going to be practicing, experimenting the strategies that we gave you. And from then on, you're going to actually solidify them. So in my personal opinion, physics is probably going to be the time when you can save a little bit of time from the passages. Either skim it or just look at the pass uh, questions first. And in chemistry, that's going to be when we're going to be skimming to maybe more towards actually reading it in fairly good detail, just like biology and organic chemistry and verbal. Be sure to check out our website, medicalbasics.com, for more educational resources like our HP notebook. And don't forget to follow us here or on YouTube for more tips and lessons.